0: Coming up today, we have a big chart pack for you. We're going through seven charts, two-year yields, stocks, Bitcoin, Ethereum Bitcoin cross, oil, volatility, and the 10-year yield. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Layer. I'm Nick Batia, and today I'm really excited to get into some price action with you guys. Now we're not going to be looking at a whole bunch of technical analysis. That's not what we're doing here. We're looking at the price and we're trying to ascribe behavior to market participants and really understand what's going on over the past few months or a couple years in each one of these markets. We're going to do the whole thing without mentioning the FOMC, the Federal Reserve, whatever hikes or cuts they're going to do we're going to stay away from all of that today and just look at the price and try to understand what are buyers and sellers doing across these asset classes the bitcoin layer is proud to be sponsored by river go check out river.com today and you guys will find what we believe to be the best place to buy bitcoin number one they are bitcoin only so there's no confusion Number two, they don't use a third-party custodian. We believe that is so important. They have a multi-sig setup that allows them to maintain custody of all the Bitcoin that is held on their platform. And number three, this is really what we love about River. They don't encourage you to keep your Bitcoin on their platform. They understand the power of self-custody. And so the ethos of what River is about is really something that we identify with. Go check out river.com today. And make sure to try them out for your bitcoin purchases okay chart number one we have here the us treasury two-year yield now i promised you i don't have a lot of art on here here you'll only see two lines on the screen that i've drawn in blue the first is the uptrend in yield that we had throughout 2022 okay and the second is this level at around 4.88 let's call it 4.9%. Now let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about the 4.9% one first. Okay. What we have here is in October of 2022, we reached this level of about 4.9%. And so for the better part of almost a year now, so we're about two months shy of October. So for 10 months, we have seen the two year yield, two year treasury yield move basically nowhere. Now let's look a little bit more closely at what has happened since October. So in March, we reached levels above 5% and you see the yield falling there since March to the summer and that was because of the regional banking crisis that we had in the United States. Then the yield gained all of that back and is now retraced back to this 4.9 percent level and uh, today we're actually just a little bit below 4.8 percent these charts are all being struck on wednesday august the 9th here okay so now we have the two-year yield going nowhere over 10 months and i think that that's a very important signal from the market okay we promised we weren't going to talk about monetary policy But instead just think about what's going on in the general growth and inflation story last year very hot this year not so much right inflation has come back down talks of recession even though we are not in a recession and we are not even really close to being in one from a q3 projected growth standpoint what do i mean by that in q2 we had about two percent economic growth in the u.s and Q3 is tracking to 3 to 4%, right? So positive territory on growth, no recession. Now, we would expect yields to fall in a growth scare and a deflation scare, and we would expect yields to rise with growth and inflation strong or picking up. And so my point here is to show you that for 10 months, the two-year yield, even though it has been pretty choppy has basically gone nowhere this we can assign to the growth and inflation story over the next couple years in terms of the outlook being on hold chart number two we're going to look at the s p 500 now you see the ticker is es that is basically the ticker for s p 500 futures now we are looking at another weekly chart here the last chart on twos was also a weekly uh, candle Now, in this weekly chart, we're looking at the S&P 500 over the last couple years, and I only have one line on here. It's this resistance at 4,800. This is the level that we hit at the very end of 2021 and the first week of 2022, this level above 4,800. Now, for stocks, they have had a very strong performance this year. We see stocks up about 20% in 2023. Now, even though they have had a tremendously strong year in price performance, stocks are still shy of this 4800 level that we were at uh, almost two years ago. Now it is a very important behavioral level. Again, we're talking about the behavior of buyers and sellers. Buyers are charged up and have been this year uh, for an array of reasons. but. Probably for the most the most important reason here is that the U.S. is not in recession and th- that growth is still pretty good. So companies are taking advantage of that type of economy. Companies are uh, performing very well this year in terms of their earnings. But we have to look at the context here of the last all time high. And so, yes, confidence is good. Earnings are decent and the economy is okay, but stocks are still shy of their all-time highs. And so we do anticipate that sellers will be more willing to come into the market the closer we get to the all-time high as they lock in any of their gains that they've got that they've traded over the last year plus. So the 4800 is a very important level and yeah, we see a little bit of weakness over the last couple of weeks with stocks around the 4600 level. It's nothing that I want to get too dramatic about. Momentum might be stalling out here, but the real important level for everyone to gauge is this 4800 level. If stocks break above that, then you really are setting yourself up for a secular bull market in which really there is no more resistance, technically speaking. But if you're not able to, it emboldens and empowers the sellers and they will be able to put new shorts on in this 46 to 4800 level and really press uh, the behavior of buyers and see if they're really willing to uh, step up to the plate and buy the dip, especially with this higher yields that we have and, uh, and uh, restrictive short-term rates. The Bitcoin layer is proud to be sponsored by Foundation Devices. We talked about where you can buy your Bitcoin, withdraw that Bitcoin to your own self-custody Check out their beautiful passport and you guys will be really impressed with the way that they onboard their clients. So definitely check out their service in terms of helping you get onboarded, help you get that Bitcoin from your exchange to your device, set up your future, protect your Bitcoin and make sure you back up those keys. Okay. The next chart I have for you guys is Bitcoin. Now, We're looking at a Bitcoin chart here again on a weekly basis with weekly candles. What I have not done for you guys is set this up on a log scale. Okay, log scale is what we use to look at prices when they exhibit an exponential growth. And so it becomes very hard to look at a very long term chart of Bitcoin because you're comparing price action between zero and a hundred dollars to price action between 20 and $70,000. And it doesn't really make sense on that lo- on that longer term scale to look at uh, Bitcoin on a regular scale. It makes more sense to look at it on a long scale. But here over the past couple years, I'm okay with looking at it on a normal scale, okay? So Bitcoin has put in higher lows you see with these orange arrows over the last several months really coinciding with this stock market bull market that we've had. So Bitcoin putting in higher lows. But here Bitcoin has a much different uh, different story than stocks really close to their all time high and setting up a battle between buyers and sellers around that 4800 level Bitcoin with this different story. Bitcoin is starting to gain some bullish momentum over the last year really Um, since it put in those lows in November after the FTX blow up. And what we see here from Bitcoin is a slow and steady march to try to reestablish the buyer base. And so Bitcoin is actually close to a support level. This trend line uh, that I've put here, that trend line right now is around twenty seven, twenty seven and a half thousand dollars. I believe it's a very important trend line for Bitcoin because. Given the macro situation given where rates are given where we believe the economic cycle is Bitcoin and other risk assets are right now in danger of just restrictive policy they're in danger of uh, quantitative tightening and other crowding out effects like we've discussed with treasuries which we'll get into a little bit more in a second so if Bitcoin cannot hold its current uptrend around 27,000 it does set up for a draw a more serious drawdown okay and so but if Bitcoin can hold its current trend line it's really showing that we are in more of a secular bull market right Bitcoin is up about 100% off of the lows here and so while that's a great statistic it's still Over 50% off of its all-time highs. So Bitcoin has a long way to go to re-establish its charge back up to the all-time highs. But if we can hold this trend line, I think it's a very important and bullish sign for Bitcoin and something to watch very closely. If we get any uh, macro weakness or risk uh, in the stock market, the next chart I have for you is another weekly chart here, Ethereum versus Bitcoin. Now this is not the ethereum versus dollar price this is the price of ethereum versus bitcoin so a relative look at the two assets now last year we did a couple videos about the death of ethereum and we're looking at this time period you see when in mid 2022 ethereum really was falling at a precipitous pace relative to bitcoin it had a recovery but that recovery did not come up to the last high level and that therefore you see this declining trend line that I have on the screen connecting these two points zooming out a little bit further it actually does connect some of the 2017 highs as well and Ethereum versus Bitcoin has put in these lower highs over the course of the last five to six years now so bullishness on Ethereum needs to be held in context with this chart here And so we don't see it relative to Bitcoin. That's the important thing here. It might have uh, signs versus the dollar. But what we really need to see here is that is Bitcoin winning this narrative of a long-term store of value that is a globally recognized network? Or is it going to be in more serious competition with other cryptocurrencies? And this chart gives us that information and really gives us a, a current snapshot at how the market is treating it so what do we see basically general weakness over the last year and no real energy in terms of ethereum network breaking out independently of bitcoin and actually taking away market value from bitcoin on a relative basis Okay, the next chart I have for you is actually a daily candle chart, uh, not a weekly so zooming in a little bit and I want to look at what happened basically last week with VIX. Now VIX is the volatility index for the S&P 500. Another way that you can think about it is. The S&P 500 has options, puts, calls, and investors can use these calls and puts to speculate or to hedge their positions on stocks. Now, when option prices get more expensive relative to where they were, that is a sign that volatility is picking up. So what the VIX is, it's basically a backward engineered calculation of what options pricing is right now how in demand is hedging and how in demand are options. And so the more in demand that options are, the higher the volatility index goes. So we can associate a low VIX with low fear, right? Because people aren't buying puts and we can uh, relate a high VIX to high fear in which people are doing anything they can to purchase insurance against their portfolios going down. So with a VIX, where it has been over the last few months, in this 13 to 15 range, extremely low levels on a historic basis, essentially no fear in the market. Now look closely at what you see last week. There's actually a gap up from the 13 to around the 15 area. Now this coincided with the announcement from the Treasury Department on what their funding plans would be for the fourth quarter. This is the crowding out effect we've been talking about. Now, viewers should go check out our post at the bitcoinlayer.substack.com that we put out last week about this, breaking down why we believe the Q4 treasury issuance schedule is a big deal. But for those that don't want to go read that article right now, the main takeaway there is that the treasury is introducing above $300 billion dollars in new treasury supply on a net basis they have about 900 billion coming in auctions but about 600 billion that are maturing so in that way 300 billion dollars of new treasury supply is going to hit the market now that money has to come from somewhere but it's not coming from the fed Because the Fed is actually doing QT, not QE, it means the Fed is also letting treasuries mature from their balance sheet and not replenishing them by going to the market. And so higher treasury supply will impact other financial markets, and that is the thesis here. And so the gap up on volatility, now again, zooming out, it's a very small increase, but We are looking at the minutiae here. So the gap up in volatility last week on the back of the Treasury announcement, we believe, is material and something to be watched. Are we in for a newer high volatility regime here as we get into more Treasuries hitting the market? Now, why that is going to impact everything? Think about it as the crowding out effect. When more Treasuries are coming into the market and there's no new money printing from the Fed, And there's actually credit contraction at the bank level, meaning banks are unwilling to underwrite as much debt as they used to. And that can include repo and other sorts of collateralized borrowing. The amount of money available to purchase these new treasuries is less. And therefore, it has to come out of other asset classes. So maybe corporate bonds or stocks that would give way to increased fear for stock investors and therefore a higher volatility index. So that's what we believe is happening here in the VIX. Definitely something to watch out for. Now the second to last chart I have here for you guys is a weekly snapshot of crude oil. We have looked at crude around this $88 level and seen that it hasn't really been able to break above that for the entire year. Now I have this descending trend line on crude and we are absolutely at it right now. So if crude is able to break above this line we will be in for higher short-term inflation headline inflation and all the things that are associated with higher energy costs something to look out for if it can't break above this line um, it's probably another sign that the global economy is not really ready to uh, sustain these higher energy prices so a very important level that oil is at right now and I, what I can tell you here is that there's indecision from the market around this level. We've had a great bull run in oil the last couple months, but where it decides to go from here is the more important behavioral takeaway from the oil chart. Now last but not least, we have a quarterly chart here on the 10 year yield. So zooming way out multiple decades on this time horizon. And I wanted to bring this chart up because we have broken above this 30 plus year trend line in 10 year yields, right? That is yields going higher. And that's what happened last year. We broke above this level. Now, breaking above this level has many analysts calling for the end of the treasury bull market and for a new secular environment in which treasuries are less bid from investors and fundamentally shifting and rippling through different asset classes. Now, this is something that is a very valid point, especially when we preach price's truth. We are always looking at these levels to see what is going on in the minds of buyers and sellers. But I think it is way too early To say we are heading to 5, 6, 7% treasury yields over the next few years as this is a secular bull market turning into a secular bear market. I'm more of the opinion here that we will be in a consolidation between 2 and 4% on 10-year yields. As we go forward over the next couple years and growth slows down a cyclical bull market comes back into treasuries that would mean lower yields so this is what we have in mind here across asset classes i hope you guys enjoyed today's chart pack let us know what you think in the comments definitely make sure to subscribe to us at the bitcoin and we want to thank our partner river Go check out river.com as the best place to purchase Bitcoin. They have a great zero fee DCA feature, which means you can dollar cost average your Bitcoin uh, without any fees at river. So go check them out. And thanks for sticking with us today at the Bitcoin layer.